God, we thank you and magnify your holy name for the gift of your love, for the gift of life. We thank you, Lord, for the gift of your holy word. Lord of Lords, help us to understand it and have a good experience of your steadfast love. In Jesus' name I have prayed. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Uh, I think I am Mahoro Ernest, Pastor Mahoro Ernest. I am from Rwanda. I am a student at Concordia Seminary. Uh, I came here in December. It is all now more than six months. So it is a great privilege and the honor to be to share the word of God with you. Thank you for accepting me. May God bless you. Uh, when I was asked to preach, I was somehow embarrassed because I want to talk more about the love of God. That's why I decided to choose Psalm 89 and uh, the Gospel of John. The prologue of John, we read in the Gospel of John, is the story of Jesus. But to me, I think this is the real beginning of the love of God to the world, to the whole world, when he decided to come down and live with us, Emmanuel, Jesus. The purpose of this prologue is to know that Jesus is the Son of God, is our Savior, is the King, is the Lord of everything, Lord of Lords, Lord of our life, Lord of all people who live in this world. That's why, that's when we read, that's why we read this Gospel of John. It is just God come down to be with unworthy people, to love them, Toward the end, he died for us so that we can have eternal life. That is a great love. That's why I chose this gospel. Then in Psalm 89, he's talking about the great love of God, steadfast love of God. When you read, when you go through Psalm 89, this psalm was written to describe the glorious reign of David when you read like literally like that one. God had promised to make David a greatest king in this world and to keep his throne forever. But when Jerusalem was destroyed, the kings were no longer living there. This psalm could not only look forward, just could not talk about David's kingdom, but would look prophetically to the future reign of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ as the king of peace. As someone who is faithful, David was not. As the, as the one who has the real love, as someone who is the light, of this world. Today, I would like to talk more about this first part of this psalm 
which celebrates the love, power, goodness, greatness of God, and how good it is to be the people of God. In this psalm, he's talking about God's steadfast love and his faithfulness. When you go through this psalm, you see the word, your faithfulness, are most words are used in this psalm. Are used in several times, in many verses. Verse 1, verse 2, verse 5 and 8. As a way to show that God is always to be trusted and is in a changing in his purpose. He's always God. Part of this, this psalm, when you read the two, verse, the two first verses, you see how loving kindness and the faithfulness of the Lord are the source of our promise. Without this love, we didn't have, wouldn't have that promise. He is the word forever. When you say forever, it's something which is, will not have no end. You cannot talk anything here that is forever in this world. But when we are in Jesus Christ, we have the life forever. Hallelujah. I think we need that life. And when we lose our friends, our dear ones, it is sad to see people going. We know we meet them some, sometime, but we are, some, some people are not sure. <laughs> you know, just even someone goes and says, okay, I'm going to another town, they say bye. You don't feel happy, don't you? Yeah, that's why we need where we should live forever. This word forever is used after one verb to, to say that there is a continuance of God's love and faithfulness as promised to his son David. Verse 5 to 7 describe God not just in relationship with, to people on earth, on this world, but also in relation to heavenly beings. And all acknowledge that God is amazing God, is awesome God. There is no one like him who was, who was around him. For he alone is Lord and God, worthy to be praised. This shows that the majesty and the splendor of God is beyond compare. His power and the purity praise him high above nature and angels. The author of this psalm affirms his belief in the faithfulness of the Lord to his covenant with the house of David. He then praises and magnifies the name of the Lord and his power, justice and mercy. When you, you experience justice and mercy and love of God, you, you feel that they, you are more pure. The purity is, it takes high place above nature, above everything. 
and you feel happy. You need to be happy. If you want to be happy, if you, have, you want to have joy all the time, you have to feel the presence of love of God. The covenant with God, with David, sorry, expresses God's love and his faithfulness. I want to call this one. The theme of this opening section is straightforward in raising up David and his descendants to be the kings of people. God has displayed his love and his faithfulness. And these words which remains a fundamental aspect of God's love for his people appear throughout this psalm. If you read psalm, you can see everything. When I am here, sometimes we have John, we always quote John, the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verse 16. It says, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. I highlight that one. To believe to, and have eternal life. We need to believe that. If you don't believe that, if you are doubting, you will not have eternal life. I believe we all understand this one. This part. We need that eternal life. When you go back to our countries, developing countries, you, you find the churches are really full. Many people come to church. Many people are involved in church activities. Many people are preaching but when something bad happens, the same, same, same very people, they're the ones who are involved in other things to mess up. When you take my country, we have experienced genocide in the country where more than 95% are Christians. They come to church. Recently, they told us, we have many churches, I mean denominations, more than a thousand, almost two thousand churches, different churches. They are all full on Sundays and the salaries and the donors. But when the time of genocide comes, they are the ones from the church to genocide. This means we need to understand, if we if they believe that after this world we live forever, we need to work for that. We need to believe that, that after this world, I will be forever. I want to, to take two phrases from verse 1. If you go there, you go back to verse 1. The first verse, it says, I will sing of the steadfast love steadfast love of the Lord forever. Whatever you experience, bad or good, we have to praise God for his mercies, for his love. We have to be more thankful to God. 
That's why we need to sing that love forever. And we do not not believe the Lord's goodness at moments. Sometimes we rejoice when something good happens immediately. We say, oh, thank you, Lord. I praise the Lord because this is happening. Or because you have heard the good news. But let us rejoice in it ever more because it is the source of our joy. If you need to have joy in your heart, you have to be always thankful for what God has done for you. Whatever, good or bad, heaven or light, you need to say, this is, it happens because God wants it to happen to me. Together the heavens praise the wonders of his grace and his faithfulness, which accompany him like acolytes. This is like this one. They are acolytes. When he appears. We need to be among those acolytes. We need to include our actions and thanksgiving among those acolytes that will appear when Jesus, will be with, will accompany Jesus when he comes back. This is a great, this is our faith. This is our foundation. That is why we spend time and come together and we praise and we thank him. Hallelujah. And second part of this verse, it says, with my mouth I will make known my faithfulness to all generations. This is a great mission. To spread out the love of God. We need to, to let other people know that. Know that God is great. I don't know, if you go to which country, perhaps Sudan, Somalia, everywhere in this world where many people are dying, it is very hard to say, to tell them God love, that God loves them. But he does. Because God is not dealing with the life of this world. He's dealing with the life without the end. That is where we be, that is where we should direct our belief. Because here we have to die. We are sick. We are hungry. We are not loved. But when we after this life, we have there's a way we, we have the true love. That is where we'll be fully joyful. Praise the Lord. <laughs> because God is and ever shall be faithful, therefore we have a theme to sing for a song which will never end, which will not be, will not be, never be out of death for the future generation. The love we sing today will be the same, the love that people will sing tomorrow. I will never, it will never, that love of God will never be damaged, shabby or what. Never be disproved. Never be in the idle subject. Always it will be up to humankind. 
And you have to do this with our mouth and tongue. Let's, let us read in James, James chapter 3, verse, verse 2. Just that verse. We need to praise our God. James 3, verse 2. It says, I read just the first part. For we all stumble in many ways. We all stumble in many ways. And if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is perfect man. We need to keep, to watch out the words which are not praising God. We need to control our mouth, our tongue, to make sure whatever we say, whatever we, we do is praising the whole name. I want to tell you just a sad story. This is sad. I am sorry. <laughs> but I want to say it because when I just came in my mind like that. Five years ago, I was in Pennsylvania in a Chinese restaurant. We were just students from school. We went there to share lunch together. That guy is a Christian. He's a good preacher. He's the elder in the church. And he was my, one of my professors. We exchanged lovely greetings. We talked about our school, our countries. But after 10 minutes or so, he left us. He joined another group. That was fun. What shocked me, among many things that he said about African students or African countries, he said, he doesn't, he just said, I don't like African students. Then the group said, why? Because they are beggars. They are beggars. And you, do you know beggars? <laughs> yeah. I said, oh, we are shocked. He said, okay. It was very sad. It will be very hard to tell me that God loves me again because he was my professor. So we prayed. That is what we do in our, in our culture. We say, okay, let's pray and forgive this guy. He doesn't know. This man didn't use his mouth and tongue to make known the faithfulness of God, but to tear down other people created in God's image. So we need to be very careful, extra careful, of how we use our tongues, our words, and our actions. Yet, whatever we do, God is faithful and loves us all the time. Sometimes we take everything we have for granted. But we need to praise God for his unfailing love. We are his children and we are his boys and daughters because of the blood of his son Jesus Christ shed on the cross for us. 
Therefore, get God takes care of us in our everyday, our everyday life by providing for our needs. I want you to remember, take time and think more about when the time of paying bills comes. Then you, are, you will be with God. Even if the bills are big or small, God is there. And he is willing to help you. Remember when you are sick, when you are praying for sick people. We need the healing from God. Also, God comes and heals our, our bodies. Perhaps this is not yours, but remember when you are hungry, you need to eat. Huh? I always say, when I am praying, for food, I was say, oh, Lord, thank you for the provision of food. Because I know it is not for granted that I have food. I know there are many people who don't. So I need to thank God for the provision of food. And remember those who don't have. Even God sustains our life. I think you are not worthy to be loved by him, but because of his love and his faithfulness, we are still alive. This is our great privilege to sing the steadfast love of God and let our mouth make known his faithfulness to all generations. But not all people, not all God's people do that. Therefore, righteousness, justice, love, and faithfulness are the foundation of God's throne. They are a fundamental aspect of the way God rules. As ambassadors of God in this world, we should deal with people in the same way. Make sure our actions fall out of righteousness, justice, love, and faithfulness. Because any unfair, unloving action cannot come from God. God is always faithful and he wants a personal relationship with each one of us here. Personal relationship. Because all of us are precious in his sight. God loves us. We are all equal in his sight. So Psalm 89 emphasizes this God's promise to preserve David's kingdom and descendants. And this promise is fulfilled in Jesus Christ who will reign forever. The love and the kindness promised to David is ours today in Christ. In John, in the Gospel of John, Chapter 1, verse 11 and 12, it says, Oh, I'm sorry, I've used many <laughs> Bibles. Verse 11 and 12, it says, He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. 
But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. This is good. This is good news. There are people who rejected him, but those who received him, who accepted him as Savior, as personal Savior, as personal Lord, he gave him or her to be the children of God. So we are children of God. Therefore, we must sing God's mercy as long as we live and train others to sing of them when we are gone. We need to prepare those who will be, who will be staying singing for the glory and the greatness and the love and the faithfulness of God. And hopefully to be singing them in heaven where we live forever. And this is singing of masses of the love forever. I have just one question. With my mouth, my pen, my bills, my actions, my services, will I make known God's faithfulness to all generations? Will I help others to know that God is true to every word that he has spoken, that they learn to put their trust in God? I want to assure you that whatever God has said will be fulfilled. So, let us be prepared. Let us all open hands and receive God's grace, mercy, his faithfulness, and love from now and forever. Let us try to have the strong foundation on our Lord Jesus Christ. Without Jesus, without his death, without his work on, on the cross, we wouldn't be here. Right? So we need to receive him as our Savior. We need to receive him as our King. We need to receive him as our guide. We need to receive him as our hero. We need to receive him as our friend. May the love of God and his friendliness be upon you and keep you as you serve in him. I pray this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.